<laughs> he told me it was going to start at noon yesterday. But yeah, <laughs> okay. Uh, it was last night and uh, this morning and, and this evening. Everybody been studying the book of Revelation lately? No? Well, I guess you're waiting. <laughs> We're going to be uh, in chapter 6. Not sure how far we'll get in chapter 6, but I, I guess it matters as long as we learn something. So uh, anytime you're uh, teaching the Bible, it's good, and uh, oh, we learn something, we'll be better off for it, all we can learn. Uh, best thing is for us to know, to learn, is that we don't know everything, and we can always learn. And uh, so, no matter who we are, uh, God is, is uh, the one with all all wisdom, so, uh, you know, he, he didn't give any of us that, so uh, we come up short on that, but we, we strive, and we try, and we study, and we pray, and seek God, and uh, he helps us, gives us a uh, what we need, at least for the time, you know, we may not we may not get any extra. Um, it's like those that gathered manna, and uh, uh, they had no extra, brother Earl. They just got what they needed, and then uh, when they gathered the day before Sabbath, of course, they had enough to last uh, to the, through the Sabbath. But then they went back together and again every day, every day. So uh, that's the way we got to do with God and the Word. We got to gather a little bit every day. And uh, he'll bless us for it. So as we look at um, uh, chapter 6, we're getting into the tribulation period, which will last uh, till chapter 19. And so as we look at this, we see we've got uh, in this chapter, uh, there are going to be seals that are opened up. And then we've got trumpets. Um, and then we've got uh, trumpets in the bowls. And so... Um, that's the first three and a half years that we start out in this chapter, which um, are the years that aren't so bad. And so, believe it or not, it, it, it's bad, but <clears throat> it's going to get worse. So the last three and a half is the, is the worst year. So the second three and a half years, um, we find that in chapters 12 up to 19. And uh, as we look at this um, chapter and we go through, we... Uh, we can look at a few things here. We can see the tribulation. Um, we start with the Antichrist, uh, makes a seven-year covenant with Israel. We can find that in Daniel uh, 9 and 27. I'm not going to read all these to you. Um, it would just it'd take too long. And uh, then we've got the, uh, that's the first three and a half years. And if we look at Revelation 11 and 3, we see the witnesses of God to prophesy for 42 months or three and a half years. Uh, until the beast slays them. And then the second half, we see the Antichrist uh, persecutes Israel and the saints, and we can find that in Matthew 24, 15 through 22, Daniel 7 and 25, if you're writing those down, uh, Jeremiah 30, verse 4 to 7. <laughs> you can go back on YouTube and rewind it. <laughs> Daniel 9 and 27 and Daniel 7 and 25. <clears throat> and let's see. 
in the second half we find in Revelation 13 and 5, but we'll pick these up later, so um, don't get too excited about those because uh, uh, we're going to go over them again, but just to give you a little overview, preview what what's going to happen, um, the beast's given power to continue for 42 months or three and a half years in the second half, so uh, we see a lot of things happening. Um, in chapter 6, we're going to see the seal open, the first seal. If you remember in chapter 5, we read about no one was worthy to open that book but Jesus, uh, the Lamb of God. So he was the only one that was worthy, okay? So we'll get into the seals, and we get into sixth seal. I don't know how many we'll get through today. But then the seventh seal is, a, is the starting of the trumpets. So that's when the seven trumpets start, is on the seventh seal when you open it. And um, the Lord, again, is the only one worthy. Um, in chapter 6, we'll start reading here in verse 1. It says, And I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, so you just opened them one now, and I heard, as it were the noise of thunder, one of the four beasts saying, Come and see. So um, we hear thunder to begin with. And what do we usually hear before a storm really starts? We hear the thunder rolling in and it just keeps getting louder and louder and louder. So um, here they heard the noise of thunder and one of the four beasts, which is uh, the one that we have read about previously uh, in the other chapters that we read about, the four beasts and, and four and five. And uh, so we see, we see the beasts here and they're saying, uh, one of the four beasts saying, come and see. So he's talking to John, and he's saying, come and see. Come and, come and see what's going on. So he's going to show him what's going on. And in verse 2, he says, and I saw, and be, behold, a white horse. So John saw, and then this uh, vision, he saw a white horse. Okay, and he that sat on him had a bow, and a crown was given unto him, and he went forth conquering and to conquer okay so we always we we always see that the devil is a, a great imitator he always tries to get everything um just as close to the word as he can get it okay that's why people are deceived so easily is because he tries to get it so close and as we see people get more anxious um wanting something you know when you want something and you want it really bad it's easier to receive something that's similar to that you know sometimes you might want something really bad something that's name brand but you're tired of saving money so you settle for a knockoff <laughs> okay and it doesn't last you a week <laughs> right and uh, too many times we we long or we want for something and it didn't come about, so we settle for whatever comes. Amen. Okay, it looks good to us then. And so, uh, so it is with the devil. He always brings something just about like it. We read in 19 that Jesus is going to come on a white horse. And the saints are going to come Amen. on a white horses. Okay, so uh, this one here has a white horse, but look at him. He sat on him, had a, had a bow, okay? He has a bow, and the Lord doesn't have a bow when he comes. And uh, the Lord 
he has his, his mouth and the sword of the Lord comes out of that. And also with this, this bow, he has no arrows, which would be more of a sign of, of peace than it would to bring war. And so he's coming in, he's coming in gentle-like. He's coming in deceiving. And what I was saying about wanting something so badly that we are willing to accept a lot of things that's not genuine because we think, well, you know, maybe this is going to be the best route for us or it might turn out best for us. People are wanting peace so, so desperately now and around the world that they're willing to take a false Christ because they're just hoping that something's going to change and they're hoping that somebody's going to come on the scene that's going to make everything okay not realizing that the Bible teaches us that evil men seducers will wax worse and worse, not realizing that the book of Revelation is being fulfilled and time's just going to get worse, and the only hope really that we have is in Christ Jesus. It's not in man. As they say, you know, you can, you can uh, trust the, the, the elephant if you want to in the White House or the donkey, but we'd be best to trust the Lamb. Amen, the Lamb of God. He's the only one that's going to get us out of this. And so we see here that, that he comes and, and he's riding uh, this white horse and, and uh, trying to imitate Christ and uh, look just as much like him as he can as he comes in on this white horse. And then we see as he comes, he come and, and it said, And I saw and behold a white horse, and he sat on him, had a bow, and a crown was given unto him. Also... In Revelation 19, we find that Christ has many crowns, not just a crown, and, and Christ has earned his. It weren't just given to him. He earned his. And so there's a big difference in this one that comes early on the scene than when Christ comes in chapter 19. So uh, a crown was given to him, and he went forth conquering and to conquer. So... But the way he does it is by deceiving. Uh, when Christ comes, he lets everybody know who he really is. He's not one to hide anything. But the devil is, is always comes concealed. He, he comes hidden. He comes, um, you know, to disguise himself. He is a great deceiver. Um, he's come to kill, steal, and destroy. And if he can make himself look like Christ, if he can make himself, if he can make a, uh, you know, a, a uh, devil worship and place look like a church. Uh, if he can deceive our children into thinking that he's the one that needs to be worshipped, then that's what he's going to do. Anything he can do to move in. You know, we've had church for years, and and the uh, you know the Lord established the church by the church, and then we've we've had uh, Bible clubs in schools, and uh, well, so some years back they want to start uh, the devil bringing in clubs for the devil and devil worship, Satan worship. Um, you see, they just he wants to do everything that God's people do, right? To deceive. And that's what he's doing here. All right? And then we see in verse 3, And when he had opened the second seal, I heard the second beast say, Come and see. So here he is showing, showing John uh, another revelation. Here's he opens the seal. And there went out another horse that was red. Now, now remember... Um, the ones opening the seals, the Lord Jesus Christ, okay? And so John is seeing this, and so that's, that's another 
uh, telltale sign, if you will, that this one riding the horse is not Jesus because he's opening the seals and John's seeing him open the seals and this is what's coming through the seals. So, so the one on the white horse, definitely not him. But in, in verse 3 it said, And when he had opened the second seal, I heard the beast say, Come and see. In verse 4, And there went out another horse that was red, and powers to given to him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth. So he's come now to take peace from the earth, and that they should kill one another. And there was given unto him a great sword. So this one that's riding the red horse has come, and um, he's come with powers given to him to take peace from the earth. And so this is nothing but the works of Satan, and um, it, it, it's working up to, to uh, the Antichrist taking full control and um, that's what he does. He works little by little. If you give the devil, uh, you know, a half inch, he'll take a mile, right? And so that's what he's doing here. He's, he's, he's moving in, and he's taking all that he can take. And, and here he's taking the peace away. And uh, we can find these scriptures in Old Testament, Zechariah 1 and 8 through 11. And so uh, Zechariah 1, 8 through 11 and as we find this red horse, uh, the power is given to him to take away the peace. And we look today and we see a lot of peace is taken away. But now this seal's not open yet, don't get me wrong. But I feel like the world's getting ready for these seals to be open. And, um, uh, you know, that's, that's what I say a while ago. Sometimes we get so hungry for something that we're willing to accept uh, something that's not exactly what it ought to be and thinking that it is because our minds deceive us. We wanted it so long, you know, and so, uh, and it's just going to last for a short time. And so uh, he done this. It said, take the peace from the earth and that they should kill one another. And there was given unto him a great sword. So uh, as we look at this bloodshed in Zechariah, we also see in uh, chapter 6, verses 1 through 8, in uh, Revelation 17. So the blood's going to be going to be shed. The blood's going to be spilled. He's going to take away uh, peace from this earth. So we see that uh, even, even in Matthew, uh, the book of Matthew, it tells us that uh, uh, about the Antichrist to appear, uh, he comes with lies and deceptions. Um, so as he comes, we, we should know the fruit. And that's what I was talking about in Matthew 7. Um, Matthew 7, 15 through 20, talking about the teachers that would come, false teachers, um, take away peace, steal peace, telling lies. And, um, you know, uh, Matthew 5 through chapter 7 is more of a tribulation book, uh, time of tribulation, than it is the gospel, okay? So uh, when people start spouting off, judge not, and, you know, you can be judged in chapter 7, um, they don't know what they're saying. Uh, they don't know what they're saying. They're not, that's not talking about our time right now. I mean, I know because he tells us that we know a tree uh, by the fruit it bears. If you know a tree by the fruit it bears, are you judging? Well, the Word of God's judged it, so you're judging by the Word of God. And so then we have to judge. We have to know. We don't, we don't go around with our head in the sand, okay? We've got to know what's right, and we've got to... We've got to uh, come to that judgment, we've got to know we've got children to bring up and we've got grandchildren to look after and we've got to tell them the truth. 
Not everything's the truth, and not everything's okay. And that's what the devil would like for you to think, that it is. And as he comes, it, um, he comes to uh, take away the peace from the earth. And we know the Lord come, said that when he come, he even come to bring division. <laughs> so here's the devil again, you know, wanting to do like what Christ said he was going to do when he come. But this is a whole lot different. And by the way, um, church, we'll be out of here when all this starts happening, okay? So we'll, we'll, we'll be out of here then. Um, uh, we see the, the, uh, another horse here that it comes through. And uh, as we look at this uh, red horse, see him stealing the peace, and, and all this is taking place. It's just another seal that's open. And then um, the fifth verse we see, And when he had opened the third seal, I heard the third beast say, Come and see. And I beheld, and lo, a black horse. So now we've got a black horse that comes. And uh, it says, and he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand. So he's coming to judge now, okay? He's coming to judge. And uh, so he come with a balance in his hand, and he's on a black horse. And uh, it said in verse 6, and I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts say, I, a measure of wheat for a penny and, a, and three measures of barley for a penny, and see thou hurt not the oil and the wine. Okay, so we see this um, third one comes on the black horse with the balances in his hand. He's weighing out things, weighing measure. And we look today um, that you know a lot of a lot of people are starving in different areas. Um, you know, a lot of times you know we even have folks in in the in the states that sometimes die of malnutrition because they 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 can't get the right foods. Um, it just happens in places. I know it's hard to believe, but it does. But around the world we see, and not only that, we see this as, you know, uh, things getting so expensive and all. If you, if you think about food then, if we think about farmers that were born again, that were saved, that were taken up in the rapture, then they're going to be a shortage of food, right? They're going to be a shortage of food. So... Uh, because they're taken up as well. And so nobody left to take care of those things. And um, here we see that, that he's talking about a measure of wheat for a penny. So, uh, you know, as we read and study the Old Testament, we find that wheat more or less was for um, those that were poor, and the barley were for those that were poor. And as you move on up, uh, you know, in, in, into wealth, you come into the uh, white bread and white flour and all these things. Uh, so... Uh, to me, the things for those that, that don't have as much are taken away quickly, uh, you know, uh, because those are the ones there that, that are going to uh, give their life, as we see as martyrs uh, during the tribulation time, that they're going to give their life for the Lord and believe on Him. And so they're taking away these things, but He said, See thou hurt not the oil and the wine. And, um, uh, you know, my, my thought on that is that they don't bother the oil. What's, what's the most of the world after now? Oil and wine. I mean, you know, if they're going to take away anything or try to take away anything, um, what, what's, what's uh, you know, what, what would hurt you the most according to uh, government? They, they'd rather tax you on uh, uh, tobacco, on, uh, uh, on food, put a higher tax on that than they would wine or any type of alcohol. Uh, so, uh, you know, and, and, and they're all fighting over the oil. 
<laughs> so, uh, you know, if the oil and things were destroyed right off, then, then the, it wouldn't be as much of a fight and it wouldn't be as much to fight for. So, you know, what's happening here is taking place in order just as it should. And sometimes it's hard for us to realize these things if we just read over it. But if we study into it and, and look at it and, and pray about it, um, God will show us. All right. Um, so as we, we see these couple of scriptures, couple of references that might go with them would be, um, you can look at 2 Kings 7 and 1, 16 and 18, um, kind of go along with those measures and things of the, of the uh, wheat. And we look on down through, and we see uh, in verse 7, And when he had opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth beast say, Come and see. So here they are opening the fourth seal. All right, come and see. And I looked, and behold, a pale horse. So now we've got a pale horse. <laughs> and his name that sat on him was death, and hell followed with him. Notice what follows with death. <laughs> death and hell followed with him. And power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth to kill with sword and with hunger. See, there's the hunger that's starting to kill. And with death and with the beasts of the earth. So, we see a lot is dying here, even the fourth part of the earth. And so, they've been debates on whether it was just talking about the earth or people, but I believe when the Lord talks about the world and earth, mostly he's talking about the people that live therein. And so, uh, as we look, that live on the earth. So, as we look at the fourth part, I guess there's what? About eight billion people close to it, maybe in, in the world today. So I'd be a couple billion that's killed right here, right? Uh, two billion with, with this, with hunger, um, uh, with, with, with the sword, with death, um, with beasts. So there's going to be a lot of dying here. There's going to be a lot of uh, bloodshed here as this seal is open and shows us this pale horse that comes on the scene. Um, it's going to be a terrible time. Um, tribulation, great tribulation, is nothing to laugh about or think, well, I can make it. Uh, you know, I, when I was in high school, I remember some, uh, some classmates saying uh, we were tough boys, you know, but uh, they, they were saying how they thought they could make it. Uh, I don't know, our, our teacher taught us Bible then as well. <laughs> but uh, uh, they were saying they could make it during the time of tribulation. Uh, but uh, I don't see that happening. That's, that's uh, not going to be the way it is. I mean, you're, you're, you're not going to be, there's not going to be a hiding place. There's not going to be a hiding place. As we get on over in Revelations, we'll find that out, uh, that they'll run and cry out for the rocks and the mountains to fall on them, and that death will flee from them. So, um, you know, you, you, you just, uh, it, it's going to be too tough. It's just not, and it's not meant to be. It's meant for us to be saved now. See, uh, now is the time uh, of the gospel, the day of salvation, the acceptable time. So it's meant for us to be saved now. And, uh, and God's given us all an opportunity. Um, whether we want to receive that or not, that, that will be up to us, right? And uh, so as we see, the, the population is, is growing greatly. Um, you know, and what's um, kind of baffling about that is with abortion, um, you know, rates being so high and different things, still the population continues to grow at a great rate. And so, um, you know, you, you can't go against God's Word. 
<laughs> you can't go against God's word. So, um, you know, if they were to decrease in people, there would be more food supply. Uh, there'd be more of everything, of course, but that's not the way it is. And um, no matter how much they try, and that is, that is uh, what the government would like to do. And so that's one, that's the reason that there's so much for abortion is tried to keep control of the population and the population of certain people. Mm-hmm. Certain people, right. And so then um, they do that to try to keep it down, and so there will be more uh, food and whatever. And see, but they're falling right into what the Bible uh, has prophesied. And uh, uh, I, I, with all my heart, don't believe they know that because they're so ungodly. Um, they don't know those things, but that's exactly what's going on. Uh, they're playing in into the Bible. So we see here that this one has come. Um, this beast on the on the uh, uh, pale horse has come to um, kill death and hell follow with him. So we don't have to worry about that. We don't have to worry about that death and hell. Um, we're out of here, right? And so that's the good thing about being saved, <laughs> that, that we're out of here. And so <clears throat> verse 9 said, and and when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony uh, which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? And so here we have this fifth seal opened up. And we have those under the altar that's been slain. That's what I was telling you. Those will be martyred uh, for, for the Lord. Uh, they'll take a stand. There are those. And you say, uh, you know, uh, well, I'll, I'll be one of those. Well, um, according to the book of Thessalonians in the uh, uh, second chapter, you know, uh, he's going to send strong delusions. And so those that have heard the gospel are going to receive the strong delusions. Those that have heard the gospel and denied it, that refused it, they will receive the strong delusions um, in is that 2 Thessalonians um, chapter 2? And so they'll receive the strong delusions um, and believe a lie and be damned. And so hell will be their home because they have re rejected the truth. All right? And so as we go on through Scripture in Revelation chapter 11, we find two witnesses. Uh, well, in, in chapter 7 here, we're going to find that um, the 144,000 have been sealed. These are those Jewish missionaries, preachers, if you will, that go out and preach um, this, this gospel of the kingdom, not the gospel of grace. See, I'm preaching now, I'm preaching the gospel of grace. I'm not preaching the gospel of the kingdom. I'm preaching the gospel of grace. And so then um, they're going to preach the gospel of the kingdom, the millennial kingdom, right? And so many that hadn't heard the gospel Many of the Jews that were turned away for our sake, remember that in Romans 9 through 11, we find that the Jews were tur turned away for our sake. Their heart was hardened for us that we might have an opportunity to be saved. But God's not through with them. And so this tribulation time is really set for them, prepared for them to get them to turn back to him. You say, preacher, that's crazy. Well, let me ask you this. What did God do in the Old Testament to turn the Israelites back to him every time they turned away? Right. 
persecution, tribulation. Y'all know it. All right. So <laughs> that's what he brought on them, tribulation, to get them to turn to him. He'd bring them in. What did he do? Bring them into captivity. They were sore punished. They were, they were beaten. They were enslaved. Just the same thing is happening right here. So see, it all makes sense when you put the whole word together. If, if you don't put it all together, it's not going to make a lick of sense. <laughs> okay? That's why we've got to have the Old and New Testament. See, I wouldn't have known that if it weren't for the Old Testament. You wouldn't have known that, right? But we read the Bible, right? All right. So then, wherever we're at, they were under the altar, and they were crying out. These are the martyrs here. Um, that, now remember, he's seeing a vision. He's seeing future, okay? John's seeing future events taking place. It's, it's, he's not seeing it as it's happening. He's seeing a vision of it happening. These are future events. So these are those that will accept um, the gospel, the kingdom, in, in the tribulation time, okay? And so they've been slain for the word of God, it says, and, uh, and then they cry out, how long, how long we avenge us and uh, our blood on them that dwell on the earth. And number, verse 11, and white robes were given unto every one of them. And it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little season until their fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. So, at the end of this time is when, is when all this is going to happen. In about chapter 19, the Lord um, then will bless and reward all, okay? So then, uh, all these things happen. There's a time that's going to take place, and all of them's going to come together at one time. So, um, there'll be sort of a resurrection at that time, Okay? So when we read the Bible, we, most of the time people, a lot of people just teach that there's just going to be one resurrection. But if you read the Bible, you can find many more than just one, okay, that they're going to come forth. And so they're going to come forth uh, here, he said, and all those that were slain at this time, uh, they're going to come forth, all right? And they're going to be uh, robed with white robes, white robes, all right. Am I, or is everybody all right? Amen. Okay. <laughs> all right. Let's move on to verse 12. I think we got time, maybe. Probably not. And beheld, when he had opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood, and the stars of heaven fell unto the earth even as fig tree casteth her untimely figs when she is shaken of a mighty wind and so then we see um, on this sixth seal we see some things happening here um, the sun became as black as I called his hair and the moon become blood I think it was last week I was preaching and um, you know I said well you know people are looking for those things to happen now but they don't happen until after, uh, until the church is raptured out. And so people are looking for these things now, but it's not going to happen. People are getting the rapture and the second coming of Christ mixed up. And they're putting them together and putting it all together. And so it's not all together. It's taking place at different times. And this is the last part, uh, the last part of these seals being opened. We're on number six now, and we see this not until then that these things happen. So um, as prophesied by Joel, Peter tells us in Acts, 
uh, that these things um, would happen. That's the latter part. Not all a prophecy happens at one time. It's spread out through the years. And when it was prophesied there, it's spread out through the years. And, and on the, uh, the day of Pentecost is the first part of Joel's prophecy that came to pass that Peter prophesied about. This part is the, ne is the next part um, at, at tribulation time toward the toward uh, the end or that last three and a half years or the first three and a half years of tribulation so all this time is is tribulation time a lot of these things happen so when we read the bible we got to be careful we don't put it all in one place okay um it's it's spread out and prophecy is spread out i mean you go to genesis 3 and uh, 15 and you talk about you read about um, you know, the, the devil bruising Christ's heel and Christ bruising his head. Well, look how long you get before that really happens, you know. And you, and you move on through Scripture and Isaiah, and you'll find a star come out of Jacob, and you'll find uh, that he prophesies of one that's going to be born of a virgin in chapter 7. And so look how long it took for all these things to come to pass, okay? So when you read the Bible, don't think it's just going to happen like that. All right. <laughs> one day with the Lord, Peter said, is a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. So, you know, God didn't even acknowledge that we run the clock up one hour. I mean, it didn't, <laughs> you know, that's nothing to him, okay? That's what I'm saying. I'm sure he knows what we did, but that's nothing to him, okay? Um, time's time's not, not anything. I mean, that's not on his calendar, so... Um, all these things is going to happen, and the stars of heaven fell on the earth, even as fig tree cast her untimely figs when shaken of a mighty wind. And the heaven departed as a scroll when it was scrolled together, and every mountain and um, island were moved out of their places. And the kings of the earth, and the great men, and the rich men, and the chief captains, the mighty men, and every bondman, and every free man hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains, and said to the mountain and rocks, Fall on us and hide from the face of him sitteth on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath is come, and who shall be able to stand? See all that happening? As we look on, we find more about that throughout the book of Revelation. So it's only going to get worse. Um, you know, e even, even mighty men, even chief captains, even those that think they have everything right now, uh, even those that have bunkers, deep into the earth there's no hiding place you can prep all you want to and when tribulation time comes you'll be found that's right and so shucks i'd rather just get out of here amen i don't want to live like no rat no ways amen <laughs> if i got anything to eat you're welcome come share the last bite and we'll go to glory together all right <laughs> that's the way i feel about it <laughs> I don't want to stick around that kind of mess anyways. So, but we don't have to worry about that. The Lord's going to take us out of here, and um, what, a, what a day that's going to be, okay? So we have the earthquake coming, eclipse of the sun, uh, moon's blood red, falling stars, and all these things. And um, I know Mr. Uh, John Hagee's given us a lot of prophecies on the uh, uh, blood moons, but... Uh, you know, they can have that for when I'm gone, all right? If he wants to play with blood moons, uh, I'm going to be out of here while he's playing with blood moons, okay? Uh, I'm going to be with the Lord. And so uh, that's just the way it is, <laughs> according to the Word of God. And so uh, I'd rather do that than play blood moons, amen, or watch them or whatever. 
Uh, so let's be excited about the coming of the Lord, about the rapture of the church, and um, we got a lot to be excited about. We've got we've got a lot of reasons to warn people. When we see great tribulation at a time like that, you certainly don't want your children in that. You certainly don't want your grandchildren left in that or anybody, really. And so it ought, it ought to build a fire under us to get us to do something for the Lord to, to tell more people about Jesus, right? All right. If you got any questions, email them to Mr. Brown.